This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Guys on the trail, and you've had that snack or two or three, four or five. You've had too much food, and you, you, you but you got too many miles. You got too much terrain. You got a you got a, a trip leader like Carl who's just going to harass you. You can't stop. You got to keep pace. But you got to puke. But now you don't have to worry about it anymore, guys. There's something called the puke trough. A, a silicone trough that has a zipper where you can puke while you walk. And that will store it for you. Comes in packs of five bags. You can store them in your pack yourself. Each one weighs two ounces. Puke it out. Puke trough. Check it out at ralph.upchuck. Tag it and bag it. Only from the Backpacking Blisters podcast. What's going on, everybody? This is Derek, and with me today is the only man who navigates using the freckles on his body. He feels like those are more accurate than the stars in the sky or any GPS Garmin map. Carl Mandrioli, the Mandriolian, as we call him on the trail. That's right. What's That's going right. on? Right. Welcome to the Backpacking Blisters podcast, everybody. With me today is Derek Somerville. He's a man that believes mosquitoes are the best car players around because they have good oh, poker boy. faces. That is awful. That's That's awful. Legit. It's like legit. How do they get worse? Like I just Mm. think they're gonna get better, and they just just get worse. Mm. It's okay. I I like the Mandalorian. What do you think about your new trail? The Mandalorian. You like that? Super smooth. Yeah. Super easy to say and everything. The Mandalorian. Keep it coming. No? So we've got, okay, we've got round two of our outdoor retailer show breakdown. We've got new interviews. We've got um, companies you've heard of with new products, new companies you've never heard of but should consider when buying gear. And, of course, we've got another person calling me out for uh, some content that they thought was offensive from last week's episode. Mm. Actually, I think they said heavily offensive. So right. we'll, get to, we'll get to that later on in the show. Yeah. yeah. It's a bummer. Yeah. Or are you, you're kind of excited about it because it's me, right? Oh, I'm excited. I'm very excited. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Here, I can't well, wait. We got a lot. We got a lot to get to. And we got Proverbs 16, 24 is our Bible verse of the episode. 
Pleasant words are a honeycomb, sweet to the Ooh. soul and healing Ooh. to the bones. Oh, that's good. Are you a big yeah. fan of honey? I am, Carl, actually. Yeah. I was at a state fair uh, this year. <laughs> I bought some fresh honey from the beehive themsel- itself. Okay. Uh, they bottled it up right there at the fair. They said, let's let's scooch the bees out of the way. We're about to bottle some honey. Let's scoop it, bottle it, buy okay. it. I bought it. Did they use their hands? I, I'm not going to get into the <laughs> nitty gritty. But look, I okay. came home. I made a waffle. I call them waffies. Mock me if you will. But <laughs> I instead of syrup, I prefer honey. I prefer honey on the waffle. The waffie. If you will. So I had a nice couple of protein waffies, threw a little honey on that bad boy. Yeah. It was delish. Nobody was ever accused Derek of being too masculine, friends. So this is an example. The waffie. Okay. I'm sorry. I have to call it a waffle. Yeah. Well, I can do waffle. either one. It doesn't matter. That's right. So, yeah. So I mentioned the mosquito thing in the, the intro with you. We got the honey. We got companies that deal with both of those things, different companies, of course. And mm. just like in our last episode, we have uh, Tupperware Mike was a B&B correspondent along with his wife, Jen Crafton. And so they're part of the show. So you're going to hear them chiming in, but we're going to go, we're going to bounce around with different interviews, asking different questions. You're going to hear new products, new snacks, new food, new lots of things. Maybe learn something along the way. Hopefully we're going to find out. So mm. you ready to jump in on this? Let's go. Let's okay. Go. So first up, I've got uh, one of my favorite snack companies, which is Honey Stinger. I've got Mike and Amy from one of my favorite companies, Honey Stinger. How's it going today? Good. Really good. Thanks for joining the show. And so we stopped, we swung by your booth, and you've got quite a few new products coming out or already out. So what do you got going on there? So definitely launched a new uh, energy chew, caffeinated chew. A uh, couple of flavors that have been favorites in the last few years that were asked to be brought back. So cherry cola was a bring back. and. Right. Uh, both Cherry Cola and Singerina Lime both have 50 milligrams of caffeine in them and uh, taste great. So good addition to the line and extension of our chew line. Right. And, and Cherry Cola was one that I've been a fan of over the years for sure. And I think I even reached out to customer service and was like, hey, what's going on? Bring this back. Did I did I save Cherry Cola? Was that me? It, it's funny. I can You can definitely take the credit for it. But to be honest, I've been with Honey Stinger for about a year and a half. And... It was one of my favorite flavors of chews. I've been a big fan long before I started working at the company. Uh, I think it was my second meeting and I found out that Cherry Cola was being discontinued. And I was like, oh my gosh, you know, what is going on? So I started to stockpile them, but I'm like, this is my mission now for the next year to try and bring back Cherry Cola. So I may have had a little bit more to do with it, uh, okay. but hey, I think everybody, there were, actually it's a very popular flavor. So okay. there was a huge, huge, um, you know, groundswell of people that were, uh, wanted to see it come back so we're excited gotcha to have it. so you're yeah. saying no not you but me <laughs> is basically the short answer on that one but yeah it's funny you stuck well because i think i did that too i had like a whole pile of them and then i like saved them i'm like okay i'm gonna have just one bag per trip or whatever so yeah you're ration them out ration exactly yeah. exactly all right so and you got you got some uh bars coming out too or they're already yeah, i forget oh we do uh so we also recently launched it's more of a breakfast bar uh, are focused on breakfast, so pre-workouts, our oat and honey bar, there's two different flavors, original, which is, you know, oat and honey, and then we also have chocolate, chocolate chip. It's essentially like a peanut butter core rolled with a, car- uh, a honey-based caramel, and then it's rolled in oats and quinoa crisps, and the chocolate, chocolate chip is, uh, the oats are sort of like soaked in a, a chocolate, and then they have chocolate chip, little mini chocolate chips within the bar as well. So 
very, very tasty. Uh, they've been out for a couple months and they're selling very well. So really excited about uh, those items. Probably one of, the, one of the questions that we want to know the most is your opinion on if Snickers bar is a candy bar or an energy bar? Well, I'm a very... Is, wait, wait, wait. Is yeah. Snickers a direct competitor to Honey Stinger? <laughs> no, I would have said in the early 90s it absolutely would have been had we been around, <laughs> right? I mean, what's interesting is when I, you know, started using energy bars and those types of things, there was really only one out there. And I distinctly remember, I think it was like a 91, 92 in mountain bike action for anybody yeah. who's a really, you know, old mountain biker. Uh, this brand, which I'm not going to mention, uh, they used to compare themselves to Snickers because it literally was the only quote unquote enter portable sort of energy bar out there. And so when this brand came on the scene, it was like, and this is how, so that's how low the bar was back in the early 90s oh, wow. was you're comping yourself against Snickers bar. So we would say that Snickers is not, but I'm sure, you know, Snickers would definitely argue, you know, a different point. So Snickers being an energy bar means the bar is low is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> back in the 90s. Well, back I, in the early 90s. I have to say I am a huge Snickers fan. So <laughs> I will tell you this, this point I would make is does it taste as good as a Snickers? Yes. Our product Whoa, tastes okay. as good as Snickers. Whoa. So that part I would be, yes, we're comparable in taste. We have obviously a pretty um, high level of ingredients, right? Organic um, certifications, uh, no GMOs. We really have a really clean product. So it's almost like your, your clean version of a Snickers. Tastes good, gives you energy. Um, definitely an approved option from the 90s till now um, in what you get in that. So... Yeah, I am a Snickers fan, so it must taste good. Yeah. If I'm if I'm if I'm eating it, it's got to be comparable in taste to that. I, I would like to apologize for Mike's question there because I, I we feel like we put you on the defense now, where you're comparing Honey Snicker to Snickers, and they're obviously not the same thing. So, yeah, so, a, so like, sorry about Snickers that. obviously is a pretty amazing brand. So it's <laughs> if we're up there close to Snickers in brand visibility, I'll I'll take That's it. That's nice it's, of you. Uh, All right, we're we're their sport version, right? Okay. I'll so, scold Mike later. Yes, <laughs> yes. Oh, no, I'm good. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, thank you so much, Honey Stinger, for coming on the show. We like your products and uh, keep pumping out the good stuff. So, awesome. Yeah. Thank you very yeah. much. Thanks thank for you. having us. Yep. Okay, man. So that's Honey Stinger. Are you? Do you use Honey Stinger products? No. No, I don't. Uh, I have tried them. <laughs> um, I, okay. Truth be told, I bought two Honey Stingers. Three Honey Stingers, actually. Okay. Honey Stinger, what they make? They, a lot of they're stuff. the ones that look like waffles. You know, they have flavored little the waffles. Yeah, yeah. Waffle. I like yeah. those. Okay. You like those? Yeah. That explains because they're a lot. like they're light enough where they're not going to sit heavy in your stomach, but they're substantial enough where they feel like they're filling you up. But they tasted disgusting. Uh, I bought three. Okay. I had one. I was like, "Whoa!" Threw them out. If I'm being okay. honest, don't yeah, no save them. Save them. I'll eat those. I know. You well, are in I the know. minority, my friend. Now I know. You're in the minority. Okay, people like their stuff. They're in the grocery store now. For goodness I know sakes. they're all over the place. I've so. seen them. Yeah. Okay. So, what did you think about me, like joking around, like I brought, I helped bring back Trey Cola, I mean, and uh, the boss Mike was like, "No, no, you didn't." That was great. That was great. I mean, oh, yeah. I just one, I just like it when people don't see humor, and they just he was kind of like tunnel vision, you know, like yeah, I need you. He to, was nice, but yeah, he was. He nice, but it was still joke. funny. He wasn't getting the joke. Maybe yeah. it's you because you're... Let me tell you the backstory. Let yeah. me tell you the backstory of Mike and Amy here because we, when we went up to their booth, we actually talked to Amy and I was like, oh my goodness, Amy's like a lot of fun. She's a 
cool personality. Amy, yeah. would you come on the podcast? She's like, of course. I'm like, all right, we're yeah. gonna record later. Come back and grab you. So I swung back like later in the day. I was like, all right, we got it set up. Come on down. And then uh, we had talked to Mike a little bit, and he's like, what's going on? Uh, you for your interview for her podcast. She's like, all right, I'm gonna come to you. I was like, oh. Like, are you the boss that's, like, escorting her? And I was like, we just have three microphones. So, actually, I think we had two at that point because one stopped working. So, we're just going to have, you know, like, the host voice and then the guest voice. He's like, all right. Um, I might have something to say, too. So, I might pop on. I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> like, you can kind of lean in if you want to. I'm not sure how this is going to work. And so, it's kind of funny to, like... So, he he ended up taking up half the show <laughs> or half the interview oh, wow. as a result. That's hilarious. Yeah. That's hilarious. Anyway, so that was kind of funny behind the scenes. And I was like, Amy can can hold her own. And she was like the senior, I don't know, salesperson. I don't know what, what the story was. And then afterwards, yeah. he's like, hey, hey, you you sent me this interview before you publish this. Like, send me okay, it. Okay, you were just here for this. You listened to the whole thing. There's nothing you know, wonky that went down. So I don't know. I thought that was, was he worried about something he said or something? I don't know. Maybe I was going to like cut it up and edit it so that it like sounded all weird. We don't. Okay. Who knows what people do? Either way, so one of the big reveals this year is they they're reducing it, or revealing a new introducing new energy bar like an oat bar. They mentioned that in the interview. Have you tried? Okay. I know you're not like a big energy bar guy. We had some on a recent trip. Did you try any by any chance? I had some energy bars. Yeah, yeah. No, the, I had a singer uh, one specifically. I don't care. We're not talking no, about other companies. I I didn't have any singer though. Okay. I, I told you I, don't, I threw them out. What are you talking about? Those are the waffles. They make other stuff. They make multiple things. Well, then give me something better. Prove, <laughs> prove me wrong. Just give I me love the their sense. energy shoes. Cherry Cola, like we talked about. All right. So I had one of their energy bars, and I was out on a long run, and I, was had, I had it towards the end of the long run, and okay. it okay. was like an oat bar. It was, I don't know. Have you ever had like a mouthful of like flour where it just like dries out your mouth? <laughs> <laughs> so they said that they were popular i believe you that they're popular mike tell me where mike likes them i could well, not get in enough water towards the end of that long run to draw to like you know moisten my mouth out and make it feel comfortable again it just like sucked all the moisture out of my body it's funny i don't i don't i don't feel like an urge to run to the store and buy any after that it's funny I'm telling you my experience. I can be. They said they're popular, but I love their stuff, but not their new their their new bars. That's my takeaway. So check out Honey Singer. Maybe avoid the bars. But. Crocs. Hey, Crocs are popular. Crocs are popular. Am I gonna get Crocs? No, I'm not gonna get it's Crocs. True. That's true. All right. Next up is a company called CEP Compression. I actually interviewed them at the show, but then. Okay. Uh, they were the first company we actually interviewed, and we had some wonky issues with the microphone. And so I actually followed up after the show. So this is like a follow-up interview. This is with Jared from CEP Compression. Here we go. Okay, I'm here with Jared Finney from CEP Compression. How's it going today, sir? Things are going good, Carl. Glad we could uh, find some time to make this work. And uh, yeah, to talk about socks. <laughs> well, and yeah, and just compression in general, right? Because you you sell more than just socks, right? Yeah. Well, all of our socks are going to have some compression element to them, and then we have a whole line of apparel, and then also ortho. Um, and last time we okay. talked, we didn't really touch on ortho, but I think there's a couple products that might be worth uh, just kind of pointing out that for you know someone hiking, backpacking could could really help them out. And I've been using the socks, and I've been using the compression shorts as well. So just just kind of as a reference, so. What is CEP Compression as a company, and then why should people use it? What are the advantages? Sure. So uh, CEP is unique because we're owned by the world's largest medical compression company. So we have a huge medical parent company that is German. And so because of that, they you know put a lot of emphasis not only into the engineering and, and 
material side of it, but also into the manufacturing side. So Medi owns all of their own manufacturing facilities for the socks. So everything is engineered, designed, manufactured, tested in-house. The word compression in the sports world is one that's thrown around a lot as a marketing buzzword, right? On the medical side, it's a specific product with a specific use that's held to a very high standard. And we see in the sports world that compression doesn't mean the same thing, you know, based on who's saying it. So we uh, at CEP are, are proud that the fact that everything we make is medical compression. It's all fully graduated and it is going to help with increasing circulation decreasing swelling, and then helping with proprioception, um, which is, is especially important for a backpacker. So what you're saying is, is we have to be careful about listening to some claims from other companies in the sports world who may not be held to as high of a standard. So like, as you're saying that, one of the companies, and I don't know if you want to you know, mention them, but like, I'm thinking of Under Armour, who like their whole company started as like a compression wear type company, at least from, my, from the consumer standpoint. Is, and you're saying like com- companies such as them would maybe have different standards? Is that what you're suggesting? Yeah, I mean, so, you know, Under Armour is a really good example. I mean, I have a lot of respect for that company. They make, you know, great product. Um, But when it comes to the word compression, um, you need a certain Mm -hmm. amount of, we'll call it squeeze, right, in the ankle in order to actually affect the deep venous uh, system. So we say, you know, and it's not just us, there are hundreds of medical studies that show that anything less than 20 to 30 mmHg, and so that's millimeters of mercury, uh, essentially, you get your blood pressure taken. That's what the, the cuff reads, right? It's a unit of pressure. So you need a certain amount of squeeze in order to actually affect the deep venous system, which gives you the benefits of increased circulation, decreased swelling. Um, most okay. of the competitors in this space, not to name anybody in particular, uh, either don't have enough compression to kind of meet those qualities or they're not graduated in the right way. So they're tighter at the top than they are at the bottom. So a lot of times we'll mm. meet people, you know, at expos, at shows, and they say like, ah, you know, I tried compression, I don't like it. The first question right. is, is, well, whose compression did you try? Because it makes a huge difference. Um, some people have issues where they're really tight, hard to get on, or people have issues where they think that their feet get tingly, or they get big red marks at the top of the band. And those are all kind of indications that maybe the compression you were using wasn't graduated mm. in, in the appropriate way. So very rarely have we ever had anybody say anything but you know positive when they put a CEP sock on it. It makes their feet feel lighter, makes their legs feel stronger. You know, Those are all the things that we like to hear when someone puts a compression sock on. You mentioned that maybe it's not compressing in the right way or it's not tight enough. Is there a situation where it could be like too tight? Of course. Yeah. So, you know, coming from the medical world, so we're, like I said, that, that kind of magic number 20 to 30 millimeters of mercury at the ankle, and that's going to help promote yeah. healthy blood flow, decrease swelling, all of that as you get above that. So, you know, level two, level three, that's when we're talking about someone with a, a true medical condition that needs compression, mm. mostly to help remove fluid from the lower limb. Yeah. The reason why I was asking is I actually have a pair of like 2XU compression socks like the over the calf socks i don't know if that like my calf muscles are just like so amazing but i just like i have or my grip strength is so weak but i just have a really hard time just getting them on because they're so dang tight and i tried yours out and that was not a problem like it was pretty smooth getting them on like obviously you can still feel the compression and you actually like at the at retailer show you actually measured my calf to make sure that i had the right sizing so it seems very very specific yep and so you know just for for you know anybody listening if you're looking at a compression sock the, the first thing you should look at is how it's sized. And if it's based on foot size, 
then I, it would fall into that, you know, pseudo compression, because if we're not measuring the limb that we're trying to compress, we have no idea what size we should have. That would be like, you know, buying pants based on foot size. There's not a direct correlation there. All right. So I got to ask about the socks specifically, because I've been using them to train this summer. And I already mentioned I use the 2XU socks. I've used, basically I've used a lot of compression socks, specifically the over the calf socks for years. If I use just the ankle socks and I'm going out for long miles, backpacking, trail running, whatever, I haven't had any issues with the socks themselves. But for whatever reason, when I use the over the, the calf socks, I don't know why it's different, but I typically, if I'm wearing them on like long miles for backpacking or for, for trail running, there's like significant wear that appears on the back of the heel, kind of rubbing up against the back of the shoe. So I guess my question is like, why is that happening? And or am I doing something wrong? Or, or why would that specific type of saw cause that? That's a good question. Uh, is this is this CEP? Have you, have you had the same issue? Or is this all of them? All of them. Yeah, it's not specific to CEP. It's every Yeah, so so I actually stopped I like I'll wear them after the the run now, but I don't want to like wear a hole through them. I just started seeing significant wear. And it's not just, yeah, it's not just CEP. It's literally every single company that I've tried. And it's specific to over the calf, not any other type, style of sock. The only thing I could possibly think of is just that the compression is is maybe changing your foot shape over the course of it. Maybe it's keeping it, you know, unswollen, we'll say. And so maybe you're getting okay. a little more heel slip versus when you wear a regular sock or a shorter sock. Oh, maybe your foot's swelling, so, you know, just slightly but it's filling the boot right. in differently. Um, th- that's the only okay. thing I could think of. Cause it, cause you know, that's just a, it's a rubbing issue, right? In the back of the heel. So yeah. for some reason you're getting a little more slip possibly. Is the material that you use for the, the longer socks, the same as for the ankle socks? Correct. All the okay. same. Yeah. All the same. Yeah. That's weird then. Okay. All right. So b- besides socks, we're, we're talking about socks. We're talking about foot swelling, prevention really and and really and and kind of touching upon that a little more actually is so if you're keeping the foot at its like normal size then theoretically you're going to have less friction even up front like in the toe box area and so it could theoretically prevent blisters as well for sure and we always kind of push that that you know by maintaining foot shape you can maintain the boot fit that you know you originally got you know whenever you, you got the boot right so Getting a boot fit with a compression sock and then going hiking in it is going to give you the best chance of consistent boot fit, you know, no blisters showing up, stuff like that. Um, you know, and, the, and we have three different kind of uh, thicknesses, right. right? And so I think it's also important that when you're, you know, sizing the boot, fitting the boot, that you're picking the, the thickness of sock that you want to wear during the actual hike because if you get it you know fit in a really thin sock and then you throw kind of a max cushion or heavier sock on that's going to completely change the boot as well as going in the opposite direction you know we have the three different heights we have a light we have a mid weight and then we have a heavy weight and so you know we kind of push different people based on you know the the boot that they're wearing or the the nature of the hike you know the backpacking trip um into different socks besides the socks like, would you recommend anything specific to hiking and backpacking in terms of just like, you know, the compression shorts or whatever you have, any, anything else that you think you could see being beneficial to a backpacker? Yeah. So, you know, we, we, I, I mentioned it earlier about proprioception, right? Uh, You're familiar with that. Mm -hmm. So that's like the body's ability to kind of move, you know, sense movement, um, action, location of your foot and joints. 
And so when mm-hmm. you wear, you know, even the shorter, you know, that mid-length compression sock, you're really helping to stabilize the ankle and give it more ability to kind of sense what's under the trail. The other one mm-hmm. is the knees, right? That's the other joint that we really want to make sure that we're protecting. And so we have what we call, a, it's, a, it's in our ortho line. So it's the light uh, support knee sleeve. And it's knit almost the same way that you would knit a sock. So it's circular knit. Mm-hmm. It's super thin, um, really breathable, but it covers the knee in a way that, again, just helps to support it without being bulky uh, and, and gives you a lot more sense of stability, especially when you got a, you know, a big pack on and you're on a rocky trail. All right. Good deal. Is there anything else you'd like to share about your company, uh, where we can find you, website, social media, whatever you got? This is your chance to kind of promo CEP Compression. Yeah, so uh, cepcompression.com is going to be our main website. Um, between now and August 15th, we're actually going to offer up to 30, or a 30% discount on all the hiking socks. So if you ever thought about trying compression, thought about trying a sock that has you know a little more to it than just wool, um, now would be kind of your best time to, to pick some up right, uh, right as the hiking season starting to get rolling for a lot of people. Okay. So that's 30% off with code hike 30, correct? Yep. Hike 30. Okay. Through eyes. And we'll have that information in our show description on both YouTube and on the podcast app. Excellent. Jared, man, I really appreciate your time and, uh, thanks for letting me try out the CEP stuff. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for having me on. All right, so so yeah, so they're kind of like the high end compression. Are you like have you used compression on the trail? Are you thinking about it? Are you you know would, would you be willing to? Where are you with the compression stuff? I mean, you and I both use the compression sleeves on the trail. I do like mm-hmm. those a lot. Wait, are yours compressive or are they just like sunblockers? No, they're compression. Yeah, I have different okay. ones. Those are probably the thinnest ones I have. I, I used to have some better ones. You need more blood flow in your arms when you're when you're hiking. I like the way they feel. I actually used to use better ones when I played basketball. Believe it or not, I know. I, I can play. Okay. Not that well, but wow. I can play. Anyway, um, I like those there. Uh, I had also wanted to try, I know the, I don't know if, I don't know what they sell exactly, but um, you know those big like leg sleeves a lot of the professional athletes will use in recovery um, sessions. So I was going to try something like that. I'm not opposed to compression. I think it could be beneficial. I don't really know enough, but I'd be willing. I, I'm trying more of it as we get older okay so you're open to yeah, it. yeah i think he, he's willing to, to you know let's let us try it out he also mentioned this is after we're done recording but he mentioned that it also can reduce lactic acid mm-hmm. in parts of your body so it actually can help for recovery Correct. and there's a lot you know we mentioned the under armor we mentioned the 2xu there's a lot of companies out there but this is like the the high grade stuff yeah so yeah this is so that's why i think he mentioned the uh hike 30 for the 30 percent off mm-hmm. For the next week or so, if you're in, if you're interested, I use the compression shorts, I use the compression socks, and I find them to be helpful. I, I'm a fan. Um, I actually reached out to Tupperware Mike, who used the the socks, the CEP socks specifically on a recent trip, and he loves he loved mm. I should say the Exoskin socks, and he thought that the CEP ones were actually more comfortable and better, really? which is saying a lot. That is saying a lot. I do. I mean, I don't. I mean, I should try the CEP ones. I do love Exoskin stuff. I still yeah. wear it every day, like on a daily basis. So, um, yeah. So if, if CEP is next level up, man, it's time to level maybe, up. Maybe right? we're all getting older. Gotta maybe. keep that blood something flowing. to consider. We, you know, that's right. Correct. Seen, yeah. Next up is um, Soto. They make backpacking stoves and cook sets. I've got Tomo Sekiguchi here from Soto Stoves. How's it going today, sir? It's really been great. 
Carl. Thank you so much for inviting me over. Oh, hey, it's, it's our pleasure for sure. So, okay, for those that are not familiar with Soto, can you tell us about the brand and kind of what your company's all about? Sure. Soto was born in Japan right around 1940s, and we've been one of the leading manufacturers of the gas stove for the outdoor hiking market. And so there's, there's a few stoves on the market. We've got some other brands. You've got some competitors. So what's different, better, whatever you want to say, about Soto versus your competitors? Yes. Approximately 15 years ago, one of our founders of the company was out there doing some hikings and, you know, outdoor activities. And um, he turned out to be the ones became one of the inventor of so-called micro-regulator stove. Okay. And the micro-regulator stove is based on the fact that if you do, like, barbecue, you will find the uh, barbecue grill with a large regulator. It's almost looking like a UFO-looking like uh, <laughs> thing. Right. Uh, he actually looked at the function of the regulator and co compacted into small size, just about the size of the uh, tip of the, your pinky. Okay. And uh, we made it into so-called micro-regulator system. Okay. So it's really, our stove is strong against the uh, uh, colder temperature environment, okay. as well as the windy condition. Uh, okay. And, and so one of your stoves is called the Wind Master, I think, right? Yes. So that's, that's one of our best-selling stoves. Okay. Yeah. So it's good in the wind. I thought the colder issues was more with the fuel and keeping that fuel canister like warm enough to pump it out. Is yes, that correct? Yes, that is absolutely correct. In the market, there are, generally speaking, two categories of stove, backpacking stove. One system is based on the needle valve system. The other one, what we call regulator system. Right. Needle valve system is very much depending upon the environment temperature that affects the pressure of the fuel canister. That affects the level of the flame coming out of the stove burner head. Regulator stove, what it does is that despite the temperature, colder temperature, so long as what we call boiling point, right. gas is continued to evaporate, it can regulate and produce the flame just as um, on the normal temperature. Okay. Uh, it's really hard to really you know, explain as a concept, but regulator does a far better job than needle bulb system. And we are the forerunner. Okay. of that regulator manufacturer system. Gotcha. Okay. So, so it performs better sort of in ad adverse conditions. How is the fuel efficiency of Soto stoves kind of measure up? Obviously, the um, colder the temperature, if you use a needle valve system, the flame is not as strong as, therefore it takes m maybe five to ten times more to boil a liter of water, for example. Uh, okay. So you use more fuel in order to boil a liter of water or right. half liter of water. Okay. Whereas regulator stove, so long as it's within the boiling point of the fuel, it produces just like a normal stove. So ambient temperature probably approximately 75 degrees performs just like that, you know, normal temperature. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. And you sell not only stoves, but you sell kind of the whole cook systems where you have the pots and you've got the pot grabbers and you use titanium, you got lightweight options. I think over at your booth, you measured it out. You had a scaler, which is really cool, where you kind of measuring it out kind of four in the five ounce range for the pot yes. and then for the uh, for the stove itself. And I think that I measured the pot grabber at like an ounce, 0.3 or something like that. 
over the years, like the pots with the pot grabbers, like these, those have been around for a long time. And I have not been very successful with pot grabbers. So I'm grabbing things with the pot, and at some point, the pot is going to drop, it's going to spill, it's going to get all over the place. So I actually like have kind of, I wouldn't even say like a love-hate relationship. I think it's just a hate relationship with the pot grabber. So I have to ask you, why the pot grabber? Why, why not just like build the little handles into the, the, the pots themselves? Yeah, I understand your question. Uh, many times we have an inquiry from a um, user of the product is that when they're actually cooking something cold in the cold temperature, the food or liquid gets so cold fast. But if you have a, a pot grabber, for example, or a pot handle attached to the pot itself, you can't use a cozy, for example. Uh, and our okay. stove, uh, I mean, our pots doesn't have a pot grabber or handles, handle yeah. because they are designed to use and work with our cozy. Okay. Easy. Okay, that makes sense. And also, I noticed that many of the people, um, some people really don't like the weight issue. So if you add the um, handle to the pot attached to it, then the weight basically becomes an issue. A lot of people just try to reduce one ounce, half ounce. It's just become an issue. So, so the, yeah, the, the weight conscious people. Exactly. They're probably not going to get the pot grabber anyway. They're going to figure it out with like a, you know, like yeah, a some, handkerchief or buff. Exactly. Or yeah. Okay. That's gotcha. exactly. Yeah. All right. That makes sense. All right. So I'm really interested in your products now that we've been talking to you. So uh, do you have anything new coming out in the future that you would like to talk about? Uh, yes. Uh, currently, we are focusing on the titanium materials okay. because it is the materials, I believe, for the future. And uh, it is good you know uh, environmental friendly mm -hmm. product um, titanium is for example being used for the human uh, bone as a yeah. replacement right. so we all know titanium is a very good product uh, user um, friendly in a sense mm -hmm. but it's not really good for the cooking but the reason being is that transfer of the heat is not as good as for example aluminum for example mm -hmm. however the reason that we focusing on the titanium is that a lot of people have started shying away with the uh, aluminum because of the health issue, for example. Yeah. And also, we also discovering that a lot of people use pot and pan for just the boiling hot water for freeze-dry food. Right. So it's not necessarily cooking. People actually do it mm -hmm. in the out outdoor field. Right. They're more cooking or boiling hot water to make freeze-dry food edible, for example. Mm -hmm. So from that standpoint, our titanium pots are not designed to be cooked with, but rather to make uh, water from the ice, for example, mm -hmm. or boil water for drinking, as well as using mm -hmm. it for the uh, uh, freeze-dry food. You're gravitating more towards titanium and yes. away from the aluminum cooking stuff? Yes, that is correct. But one difference is that we use a very ultra-thin materials of uh -huh. 0.3 millimeter. And I see that there's not so many manufacturer, manufacturer with that kind of thin materials yeah. because it's hard to manufacture and it's very hard to form. So right. we've, you know, we were able to accomplish that. And that's why you know, it's a ultra light, mm -hmm. uh, totally weightless almost, featherweight uh, titanium pot we were able to manufacture. 
Nice. And I saw some of your cook sets. They nest inside of each other, so it's not taking up a lot of space. Yes, uh, nesting is very important for us because we hear a lot of voices from the actual hikers and climbers, yeah. and they want everything to be nested. They don't want to waste space. So nesting is an important so concept. So your cook set nests in itself, and then your stove nests inside of the cook set Yes, too? sir. Tomo, thank you so much for coming on our show. We really appreciate it. And uh, wish you the best with Soto Stoves and Cookware. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for inviting me. All right. So he's talking about how his stove is going to work better in colder environments and kind of work better with that canister fuel. The Windmaster is going right now. I checked it for $65 at REI. Would you switch from the Jetboil to a, I don't know, it's probably like half the weight setup system and try his Windmaster? Oh, ooh, that's interesting. Um, I mean, look, I, I know we've had good experiences with the jet boil. We were just on a trip where people did not like the jet boil. Right. Uh, I'm always a fan of trying something new. I think it would be worth a go. I think it would be worth okay. trying it. Um, I think I'd, I don't know if I do it on a trip that's going to be like a long trip. Maybe try it on like a shorter trip. Something like that where okay. you don't have to like depend on it. <clears throat> but I'd be I'd be open for it. You you don't yeah. trust is what you're saying. You don't you don't want to depend on the stuff because you think it's, it's got to prove itself. You got to prove itself. I mean, unless you're gonna go what? Are you gonna go? Uh, maybe you like to use it in your backyard when you cook hot dogs or whatever. I don't know what you do. Sure, I'll cook Colorado. hot dogs with it. Yeah, you wanna, you, are I you think that try these stoves it? like th these like these stoves MSR stoves. I feel like these are like indestructible stoves. I think the jet boil is more likely to break than this one. Hundred percent. Yeah. Probably. So okay. He also mentioned that he it. didn't want to add handles to the uh, like thin titanium cook pots because people like to use one of those like cozies to keep their food warm and the handles might mm. get in the way. Do you, do you think, think pot handles could get in the way from you using a cozy? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I. I, I mean, I'm sure he has his experiences where something happened, but mm -hmm. I don't know. The pot handle. Okay. We've had this conversation like a thousand times, right? About nope, this. zero. What are you talking? About? The pot handle. About if a pot handle can get in the way of a cozy, you've never asked me that question <laughs> ever. <laughs> I'm talking about pot handles getting in the way, period, and not being good. But okay, no, uh, we, I don't know. We've talked about pot handles over pot. Gra okay, what did you All see? Right. You saw it. I mean, what did excellent you analysis. Uh, I don't know. No, <laughs> I don't <laughs> think. I would say no. Question. I don't know. I've never like. I've never I don't had them think in front so either. How many times do I use a cozy? How many times do I use a freaking cozy? I don't know, but you've been on trips with people that use them, so maybe pay attention a little bit. You're the one that owns a. You're the one that owns a snuggie, <laughs> not me. I don't know about cozy. Just give me a blanket yeah. and throw me in bed. You know what I mean? Like I don't have a snuggie. You know you a backpacking snuggie. Needs you to know come way out. more about cozy okay. than me. Well, sorry, right. I asked the wrong question. I asked you a, a backpacking question, thinking Jeez. that you hosted a backpacking podcast. My Gosh. apologies. It's your bad. Okay, this next one, I bad. think we try. I think I had you try on a recent trip. This is a company called Ovation, and they make beef jerky mixed with not quite dehydrated eggs, but we'll just say like steak and eggs. Steak and eggs out on the trail. Here we go. All right, I'm here with Tom Corrigan from Ovation Foods, and and Tom, you make food with freeze dried eggs. Is that correct? They're actually not freeze dried. They're made on a fluidized bed. And so what we do is we take the eggs, we separate them between the yolk, the yolk and the egg, and we put them through this uh, fluidized bed, and they bring them back together. And what, it, what that does is it maintains the nutrient profile of the egg. When you cook an egg at high heat, for example, spray-dried or freeze-dried at 500 degrees, it tends to denature the egg, and so you have less of the nutrients left over once you get done doing that. So we have a proprietary technology is how we actually 
produce those egg beads. And so we're actually an egg company, and the beef jerky and chicken jerky is the first product that we're actually putting the egg in. So we're all about nutrient density, about getting all those great vitamins and nutrients in the egg into products. So, and what are you showing us? He's got a steak and eggs package. It looks like a beef jerky package, kind of the same size. Yes, it is. This is 1.6 ounces of, of steak and eggs. It's a black pepper flavor. And it's got 190 milligrams of choline, and choline is vital for brain function. Uh, and 93% and of uh, people in the U.S. are deficient in choline. The best place to get choline is in eggs. The other places you can get them are, are in organ meat like liver, and so not a lot of people want to go you know, eat a Steak lot of liver. and livers, yeah. Yeah, there, <laughs> there you go. Much. And He's it's also zero sugar in it, which zero is Zero sugar and 25 grams of protein in that package there. Yes. And, yeah, so so it just looks like beef jerky, but he's, like, I don't, I don't know how you talk. Like, have you you've combined the, the eggs with the beef jerky to make a product? I, exactly. It's our first, you know, outing utilizing the egg beads. And we felt that, you know, beef jerky was a, a category that was a good place to go because there's not a lot of healthy choices out there. And so this, is, this has got no nitrates, no uh, you know, added materials. There's about eight or nine actual ingredients in it. And so it's all natural. And so what we wanted to do is bring that all natural contents to the, uh, the snack market. So you can feel good about giving your kids a snack that uh, you know, has great nutrient value for you. So you're saying that choline, uh, it helps brain function. I noticed that after I stopped by your booth and I had your sample, uh-huh. I did amazing interviews afterwards. So I can attest <laughs> that it excellent, works really excellent. well. It's doing its work right off the it bat. Worked, it worked really well. Now, what I did notice with your product, though, with the samples is a lot, like I was saying at the booth, a lot of people are going into making their own foods out on the trail. I'm telling you what, this product will be perfect with zero grams of sugar and everything to be making your own pastas and mixing your own vegetables in there. So I think you guys got a first-class winner right there. For sure. Great, I appreciate it. Yeah, it would be really easy to kind of just chop it up yes. and, and put it into your pasta or into your mac and cheese or whatever it is that you're eating on the trail and uh, to get that nutrient density on the trail to get that fuel that you need to hike. Yep, absolutely. And then you can have great conversations afterwards because your brain function will be much higher. <laughs> That's exactly right, and we all need that. And we all know how you struggle with that, Mike. <laughs> all right, what's the, okay, so if somebody tries your product, what's the most common reaction you get when somebody sampled your product? What do they say? So they say steak and eggs taste awesome. We have a, we have a chicken and, and egg product that's a little drier because it's boneless, skinless chicken breast. And it's more kind of for the hardcore person who's looking for really high nutrients. Right. Uh, whereas the steak and eggs, one of the things they really uh, kind of uh, blows their mind is, is knowing that there's a whole egg in there. Right. And it just doesn't seem to, you know, they've not come across that before. And it is, it is novel. And, uh, you know, that's probably the, the biggest thing. And then explaining, you know, kind of all the great things that are in an egg that a lot of people don't know. Okay. So they don't say it's excellent eggs. <laughs> All right, on that note, Tom, thanks for coming on our show. And uh, you can find this product. It was on Amazon and on the Ovation Foods website. Is that correct? That's correct, yes. And in retailers near you soon. All right. Thanks so much. Okay, thank you. Okay, so on a recent trip, we tried this out. I really like it. I like the beef jerky. I like the steak and eggs. What would you think? Yeah, it was good. I I, I think you let me have some. It was good. Um, Tasted (laughs) tasted great. I didn't have any complaints about it. And it's zero sugar, significantly more healthy with the added egg to the, you know, to the packaging. It's about the price right. of beef jerky. Is this something that you would buy for a future trip? Yes, it was. Okay. Yeah, I would try. Well, how many, I didn't see, how many flavors did you see they had? Did you? Um, they had originally had the pepper. They had some sort of jalapeno one and I'd have to look up the rest. Yeah, I would try it. 
Yeah. So, I was a big fan of the whole Derek's super picky. So for him to say he would buy it on a future trip, like this is a big deal, folks. I want good stuff. You know, I want something that's like healthy. Yeah. I like the whole egg addition. I like yeah. the zero sugar. And if you go to the store, they have like beef jerky, which is zero sugar. And it's, if you look at like a regular, let's say that the, the, the package just costs six bucks. You go zero sugar, you're talking 12 bucks. Same size and everything. So this being like yeah. more on the $6 side, I am interested. I was proud of you. You normally are like a pig in a trough with all your candy and everything. So I was proud of you that you brought something that was healthy, right? A pig in a trough with candy. <laughs> please me. I know you're trying to make fun of me, but I would do that, man. That sounds like a really good deal, actually. I know you would. I know you would. I know you would. That is ridiculous. Look what I got, Look what I got here, Derek. I got my Swedish fish and my, you know. We're loosely referencing a trip we made up to Canada last week and we're going to get to that episode here soon but so we don't want to reveal too much but i did not bring a trough yeah nor enough candy to fill a trough just to clarify close probably half a trough all right next up we've got um this one okay so for the patreon supporters out there first of all thank you for supporting us on patreon i did release this interview on patreon not thinking that i was gonna like the product because we tried a similar product that didn't work for us but this is lemongrass mm. farms and they make a an all natural like mosquito repellent. They make a, actually a variety of bug sprays. And we I brought the yeah. full can yeah. on a trip that was very mosquitoy here in Colorado earlier last month. And yeah, we'll hear, we'll, we'll hear what it's all about, and I'll tell you what happened. Cool. All right, I've got Rachel Jackson here from Lemongrass Farms. How's it going today? Uh, awesome. Awesome. awesome first day. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for asking me to come on. Yeah. So, okay. So you're a, a farm that so sells something? Our name is Lemongrass Farms. Um, we are a all natural bug spray. Um, you know, we wanted to make the purest bug spray we could and we did that, I think. And I feel and the feedback from everybody you hear is like uh, the biggest problem outdoors is bugs. And the biggest thing that people don't want to use is bug spray because it's full of chemicals, it's gross, it's nasty, it's sticky. Um, and you know, you want to take a shower as soon as you put it on anyways. And so uh, what we've done is we have developed a blend of essential oils that are pure. The first bug spray that's non-GMO. Um, we also you know we're cruelty free we hit a lot of boxes and but the main thing is is you're getting a hundred percent natural product the moisturizers we use are actually bio-based and they're actually a um a cosmetic grade so it's almost the same thing as like a woman's primer that you put on before makeup that's just kind of like your moisture layer and so when you spray it because it's water-based the water evaporates, and then you're just left with moisturized essential oils on your skin. Mm. Uh, we use lemongrass oil, cedarwood oil, mint, and geranium. And with that, though, all of those are active ingredients, active essential oils. So you're not having to put anything else in there to get something that's going to be effective against keeping the bugs away. And that's the big thing. We want to keep them away. We don't want to kill your skin. We don't want to kill the environment. We don't want to, like, uh, harm and use harmful chemicals. So along with that, we use BOV, uh, which is a, a kind of a new technology with cans and it's a continuous spray, but it's 100% product in a bag that's pressurized clean air on the outside. So you're gonna get 100% product. We sell it in eight ounces, where a lot of all naturals, 
they sell four ounces and it's like ten dollars well right. we're selling eight ounces for the same price so we're really Double competitive exactly yeah. so competitive on the market to me even with the stuff that has aerosols and stuff right. because you're still getting 30% of active ingredient along with harmful propellants. So you're so. saying not only will we keep the bugs away, but it'll moisturize our skin and might even take some of Mike's wrinkles away. Is that correct? <laughs> Look, I make no claims, but call me and let me know how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, there's, so, so like mainly when we talk about bugs, we talk about mosquitoes. Mm -hmm. But your spray works against like flies and horse flies, is that correct? Yeah, so in one of our other products we do, we have, you know, with the kids, the uh, Trek, the Scram is actually for area spray. So it's actually developed um, because of one of our uh, people that's in our company's daughter is an equestrian and, you know, she does horse racing or competitive and just dying with the flies out. And so she had a can of our Trek and sprayed it around her and they were like look y'all y'all need to promote this for this because it works so then we just developed a area spray essentially doing the same thing that trek was doing but now you're getting like and i use it on my kayak you know it's great for dining and stuff like that but when you put that on your kayak or what's around you especially if you're sports you know golf is a big thing too i mean you're outdoors it's not greasy that's going to mess up your grip and i'm a golfer Okay. I love it, you know, so I've used it and it's, it stays, I mean, put it on over and over and it's just going to keep absorbing into your skin. All right, so if you're looking for a better solution, an all natural solution for bug spray, so check it out, Lemongrass Farms. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much. All right. Appreciate it. Perfect. Derek, are you an essential oils user? <laughs> Actually, I have used essential oils, yes. Now, more, more, so, more so in a uh, diffuser way throughout the room. Not like, I have a headache, I'm going to put the peppermint here, <laughs> and I have a stomach okay. ache, I'll put it here. You know, I don't do all that, no. Well, they, I mean, people go pretty far. They're like, it looks like you had a broken leg, just rub some <laughs> orange on it, and you're good. <laughs> so, you have diabetes and cancer, rub peppermint no, between your eyeballs, we, and you're good. We have a friend that, like, that, that seriously would suggest essential oils to us when solving impossible problems. Um, like your basement just flooded there. Let's just pour some oil on the soaked carpet and it, yeah. was, it will prevent it from getting sprinkle lemongrass everywhere and you'll yeah. be fine. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm always skeptical with essential oils. All that to say I brought the can and it's weird cause I don't use bug spray, but like, so everybody's like grabbing out of my pack and my wife is like, we will never use anything else because she loved mm. this product. She's like, this works. It smells good. And it's actually good for my skin. It's like that, you know, wow. greasy, like chemically deet or stuffing off or whatever they, you know, all the additives to it. They're just doing this every, all over the place. Just, just, yeah. Spraying all over the place Literally. and it smells nice. And so you're like, okay, this is actually like a pleasant thing to bring. It's not, yeah. I had, I got to look at their products. It didn't come in like a lightweight backpackable can or like, you know, mm. plastic bottle. So you're, you're adding some weight, but you know what? They're a newer company. So maybe they'll adapt and kind of change Good up their them. packaging. So yeah. would you buy this? Would you bring this on a mosquito-y trip? I mean, personally, no. If I'm going with somebody that is mosquito, you know. Dude, you and I are the anomalies. Everybody else hate, everybody else is bothered. You and I are not. I, I can't, I don't think we're the best reviewers of this. Yeah. I, I do, okay, I'll say this. I do know people that are more susceptible. Right. Um, so yeah, I would try this. Okay. I'm thinking about even buying some just to have it around just in case. Okay. <laughs> Emergency bug spray. <laughs> let me let me ask you this because we didn't ask this on 
uh, a few other recordings we did, but we're going to talk about a trip that we did uh, to Canada later. But um, did you get bit on that trip? I had like two mosquito bites by the end. Really? Yeah. Did you? I don't know if I had any. Okay. Maybe, maybe, maybe one. one yeah. Maybe one? Yeah, I had a couple of horse fly did bites. Did everybody else get bit? I don't know. We didn't do a rundown, man. We didn't have time. It was a fast and furious trip. So, yeah, we'll get to that later. We'll swing back and ask. We'll ask yeah. around. Okay. All right. Our last one. Okay, okay. thanks to Rachel from Lumbergrass Farms. Last one I've got is I asked. Nice. So, while I was doing all this, like, poking around different booths and trying to find different folks to talk to, I had B&B correspondent uh, Jen Crafton. She went around and talked to completely different companies and got the lowdown. So, that way nice. we get a, a very different perspective. And she, I had her report out on her top three companies. It ends up being, like, six or seven, but she does a great job. So, here's what she had to say. Okay, I'm here with backpacking and blisters correspondent Jen Crafton. Is hey, it, Carl. Hi. Is it is it Tupperware Jen? Because you're no married it's, to Tupperware Mike. No, <laughs> no. It's uh, it's actually Jen Deanna. Jen from Indiana. Oh, okay. Jen Deanna. I like that better. Jen Deanna. All right. Um, so we're here with Jen Deanna. So Jen's been at the Outdoor Retailer Show, and she's been hitting all sorts of different companies that I haven't had the chance to check out. So I told her to come up with her top three list yeah. companies that she's excited to try their products. Yes. Get your I, list. I, I have really enjoyed the outdoor retailer show this year, Carl. Um, I found like, I feel like I found quite a few things that I'm really excited to try out this summer, specifically on some of our backpacking trips that okay. we have lined up. Um, I, number three, okay. I am oddly excited about the innovation that is happening in the sunscreen industry in okay. general. I know that sunscreen is important. I wish that I had taken better care of my skin when I was younger. I spent a lot of time in the outdoors, but Carl, it is really hard to put on multiple coats of sunscreen when you are out in the field, you're sweaty, you maybe have like bug spray on you. Right. And I start off really strong with the first coat and then it fizzles for me. Okay. And so part of that has to do with the smell. Um, I really do not enjoy a chemical sunscreens and the way that they smell. I feel very particular about the smell of sunscreens. Okay. And two companies in particular that I'm really excited to test out, I have samples for both of them, uh, are Uta and Ursa Major. Okay. And they are both a all-natural, mineral-based sunscreen, and they have a very, very low smell to them. So this is not your sunscreen that you are at the beach in. They are not your average uh, supermarket sunscreen like you would okay. pick up. Um, they are very much uh, engineered and geared for active people in the outdoors that don't want to attract bears by their like a coconut smelling like yeah. beachy scent. So um, I'm really excited about the finish on these. A lot okay. of the mineral sunscreens, they, I am very fair skinned and they they often leave a very like white cast on my skin okay. and somehow these two companies have have really worked on their engineering of this product so okay. i'm excited to put them to the test first of all like you mentioned the whole bear thing and like have you heard of bears actually like the bear got me because of my fragrant sunscreen i they talk I about know. that all the time but have you heard that story anywhere i don't know i mean i've been in I've been into backpacking for a number of years and it's always just drilled in. Like exactly. you don't want to have a lot of scents. You don't want to have a lot of know, smells. I'm always putting my things in a bear vault or we're hanging a bear sack. Um, I won't even sleep with a chapstick right. in, in my tent or in my hammock, like little pouch. Um, and so I'm really cognizant of like the scents the and the fragrances. I don't okay. want to attract anything. I, I would just air on plant given it the safe side you know yeah, yeah. um i don't know in terms of like what you're talking about the other problem is i'm the same way so i'll put sunscreen on the, at the beginning of the day i start sweating 
and like now I've got like a layer of sweat screen, so to speak. Yes. I don't want to put like another, like I feel like I'd have to take it almost like a white bath or something. Yeah, you do. And then do that, but I'm not going to do that like in the middle of the day, like on a backpacking trip. So I'm not as good about the second or third layer. So I don't, these, these companies can't solve that problem, can they? Um, I think the way that it feels on your skin might make it a little bit more enjoyable to continue to layer it up. Um, for me, the, the, the really chemical heavy, um, sunscreens, they just don't layer well for me. Um, we will see if I these see layer saying. better. Um, okay. I'm with you. Like once you have that layer of trail dirt, it just becomes kind of impossible. Um, right. it's just not going to stick and right. then it's not going to do its job. Um, okay. and sometimes it's just simply too hot to wear that many like sun protective, like clothing layers right. and even if it improves it a little bit i think i will be happy fair <laughs> enough all right number three was two sunscreen companies uh number two what you got um number two i am really excited about what schwood and optic nerve are doing in the sunglass eyewear industry um, they're making some really innovative um, very thoughtfully designed products uh optic nerve has these um, nose bridge pieces. They have several different models, but some of them, uh, they kind of pinch close and some of them sort of pivot and adjust. And I don't know about you, but when I'm out sweating, sometimes I'm just like constantly pushing up my sunglasses. They just slide right, down. Yeah. Um, another gripe I have with the, the traditional sunglasses is after an entire day of wearing them, day in and day out, day in and day out. Um, they really start to hurt behind my ears, especially okay. if I'm wearing a baseball hat and I often am. Okay. Um, and so, um, I'm really excited to try these two, um, sunglass companies out because I feel like they have really thoughtfully designed the behind the ear pad. Okay. <laughs> is it really, is there like a pad on that thing? The, uh, the ones that, yeah, the ones that they're going to send me, um, have, like some cushion to them okay. they're, they're like a rubberized like thoughtfully designed for okay it's not just me that have the behind the ear no, pain I think people that wear them all day long have that issue so it's almost like a little mini pillow behind the ear yeah for sunglasses. and i really cannot go without sunglasses like if i'm outside it is a must for me and right. so it, it just becomes a suffer fest at okay. the end of a week um Okay. But it's so necessary. The sunglasses, it's a suffer fest. Yeah. I mean, Not the muscle pain or the fatigue. Like, <laughs> it's the sunglasses that get you. You know, I think it's just those little those little annoyances, like, that kind of stack up, that yeah. kind of turn it into a type two fun situation, you know. Okay. But um, Sunscreen in the eyes, that kind of stuff. Oh, uh, yeah, stings. Yeah. That's, that's no fun. <laughs> All that's right, no number, fun number one, what you got? I am really excited to try Paca's Alpaca Blended performance base layers. Um, I had, I am familiar with Merino wool. I've had some smart wool pieces. I've had a couple icebreaker pieces. Um, alpaca fibers are longer. They're softer. And, um, you know, Paca is making some really interesting pieces for summer hiking. Like it wouldn't be at the top of your mind to hike in a alpaca t-shirt, but right. they are. And the reason I'm excited about it is because it's, I, they claim, Carl, that it really cuts down on the stink factor. Okay. And so I'm just, I'm a natural fibers kind of a girl. Um, <laughs> but when you're in the backcountry, you really are, you know, you're better served a lot of times in technical nylon, polyester, mm. these like synthetic fabrics. But for me, uh, they just, they stink and yeah. they stink quick. And so nice. I feel like, um, I'm really excited to see what alpaca can do for the stink. 
Are you like in general pro deodorant on the trip or anti? So I an unscented deodorant, yes. Okay. Um, I'm kind of like a Dr. Bronner's and a, maybe a little bit of like unscented deodorant. Gotcha. I don't bring like a lot of cosmetics or anything with me into the okay. into the backcountry. Yes, I am someone who needs a little bit of deodorant. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, there you go. Top three from Jen Deanna. Thank you for joining us to the show and thanks for uh, being a correspondent for Backpacking Blisters. We appreciate it. It has been a pleasure. Thanks, Carl. All right. So for this one, like, I don't really need to react to any of the companies, um, yeah. but she did, we made a comment about deodorant and like, you know, bringing like an all natural deodorant and that kind of thing. So right. let's talk about that. So I would do like trail deodorant. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So Derek really like, so, so Jen did a great job right there. I don't really have anything more to say. I just talked to her during that interview. So I think I reacted, but she did bring up the deodorant conversation I was kind of digging around your backpack trying to get some sunblock out for you at one point on the recent trip. And I noticed, did you have like a full stick of deodorant? You know, I normally don't bring it at all. But for some reason okay. this trip, I said, you know what? I'm going to bring it. And I'm glad okay. I did because I put it on randomly one day. And sure enough, multiple, multiple people came up to me and said, you know what? You smell really good. <laughs> I said, well, thank you. I appreciate that. It made my day. So I was like, you know what? <laughs> it made your day. Oh, my goodness. Okay. I said, hey, come, come, everybody come in. Take a peek. Let's go. Take a whiff, you know? Just hold the arms up. Let's go. Would you ever consider buying, like, a travel-sized deodorant rather than, like, the full-on, like, king-size version? Yeah, 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 yeah. There was smaller versions of what I had. I just, that's all I had, so. Okay. Normally, I don't all bring right. it at all, but. But when your pack's 23 pounds, you can get away with it, you know? A while back... Our good friend Camel Cud, good friend of the show, he gave me a deodorant wipe, a single wipe, and I held on to it until the trip. And so oh, I used it yeah. just for one, like in the middle of the trip. And I think it it worked. It doesn't it doesn't it's not meant to work for the whole trip, but I just thought it was kind of interesting one. I don't remember the company was, but kind of interesting. So right. Anyway, all right. So a lot a lot to unpack there. Hopefully. You found some new information from at least one of the companies. And um, yeah, so thanks to all the companies that were able to do that. This is our last Outdoor Retailer Show episode till the next one, which is going to be next summer. So uh, we've got some more companies coming up that we're going to talk to, but uh, that's it for a little while. But I've got trail food trivia for you, Derek, coming up right after this. I've got fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. 
What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Pursuing wild game in wild places. Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. Two great resources for you to improve your performance on the trail. The first one is to go check out the Training for Trekking podcast by our good friend Rowan Smith. He knows what he's talking about. His easily consumable episodes will give you tips to strengthen your body and reduce injury while out in the backcountry. The next resource is Rowan's Facebook group, Training for Hiking and Trekking. I've joined the group and found a mix of information and inspiration while being part of a community. Both are great resources by Rowan Smith that'll help you go faster than Derek while out on the trail. Do you have a sweat problem? When your clothes get wet, your core temperature can dramatically fluctuate, and this can cause hypothermia, heat exhaustion, dehydration, and embarrassment. But Clues' ultralight ventilation backpack frame solves this problem. Install it on your favorite pack to create a ventilating airflow gap. Check out this ultralight game changer at VeclusGear.com and use code BLISTERS for five bucks off. Giddy up. Okay. All right. So I've got trail food trivia. So we already talked about Honey Stinger on the episode today, of course. So can you name another company that makes similar items such as the waffle, such as the gel and chews? All three items made by a different company. Here are your options. Mm. You have, oh, geez. You have A, Goo, B, Cliff, C, Power Bar, or D, Jelly Belly. I'm going to say Goo. Because I had two of those three with goo. I don't know if they make the waffle, though. Okay. So goo it is. That is correct, my friend. Well done. Well done. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Number two. Jelly Belly also makes something that is energy-based, both with electrolytes and caffeine. Can you name that item? Electrolytes and caffeine. I don't even eat Jelly Bellies. Um... Is it a jelly bean? Coffee jelly bean? <laughs> so it, <laughs> it's a know. it's a type of bean, but they ha- they call it like a certain type of bean. It's obviously not jelly bean. It's not a jelly is it, bean. Is it the sn- is it the Snickers bean? The Snickers bean. <laughs> <laughs> is that it? <laughs> it is the sport bean. Specifically the extreme right, sport okay. beans. I'm sorry. <laughs> that is incorrect. I don't know. I don't eat jelly bellies. I don't know. That's okay. funny. I, I, yeah, and I thought you might have like seen them on the the shelf when shopping. I don't know. I, I almost bought some. They're like, you know, they're kind of similarly prices like the chews and stuff. And um, anyway, so I yeah, yeah, yeah. I grabbed a package and I was like, there's like five five beans in here for $2.50. It's like, this is a what? ripoff. Seriously? I know. Oh yeah. So we'll circle gosh. back later and talk about that. Okay. <laughs> so you're like, let's try them out. <laughs> so let's try nice. them out. That's right. That's funny. Possible okay. sponsor. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we already referenced, this is number three, we already referenced that on a recent trip, we went to Canada. Mm. And Canada has some, a lot of the same things. They got some different things like disgusting ketchup chips. Yeah. And they also have something that kind of based on Cheetos, which are slightly more healthy than Cheetos. All right, can you name the Canadian version of Cheetos that people bought, brought on our backpacking trip? I can, because I bought a bag myself. They are called. Did you? I did. Yeah, at the at the gas station on my home. Okay. Cheesies. They're called cheesies. Cheesies. Super. Cheesies is correct. And they use uh, yeah, apparently correct. legit cheese. Apparently, I don't know. Do they? So it's legit powder cheese. So it said. I don't know. 
Okay. Legit processed powder cheese. So, I just wonder if they have it at World Market because I think you know how World, world Market sells market. stuff from different countries. I would, I would. Did you like? They were so. They good. were pretty good, actually. Was that the highlight of your? That might have been the highlight of your trip, right there. Cheesies, yeah. Maybe, maybe just yeah. the food. I mean, especially good when you're running out of yeah. food. But anyway, all right. So, but uh, first tidbit is so we got an email from Sean, Sean, Sean O, Sean O, right? And he had it. He took an issue with something that we talked about in our last podcast. This is when we had a guest host who kind of went off about the concept of rucking, mm. that type of event. Are you familiar rucking. with this, Derek? No. What is rucking? Yeah. Is- okay. Rucking is kind of like a military-based activity where you basically load up a really heavy backpack and you carry it around for a variety of distances. They have events where you can go even like 50 miles, maybe more than that, and it's just like a challenge, essentially, to kind of walk around with this very heavy pack. Rucksack? And you're rucking. rucking. Yep, so that's okay. what it is. Right. Okay, Never so mind. so he Go didn't. Ahead. So uh, James Appleton was a was, was a recent guest host last week, and he said I don't think he was necessarily against rucking. He didn't he didn't say that at all. At least when I went back and listened, he was against the the name of it. He's like, okay. why do we have to name this? What's the big deal? Why do we have to name this? Why does this have to be a thing? I think is basically what he's saying. And Sean said he was deeply offended by the rucking comments because he outlined just a ton mm. of things that were good about rucking and the rucking community and what they represent. So I just wanted to highlight these things because Sean took the time to write a very well-crafted email. He said that um, to, yeah. for starters, it helps with backpacking stamina. It gets people off the couch. It gets them doing something. It provides them with a challenge. Beyond that, they hold okay. fundraising events for veterans and veterans' families in a variety of areas. So they are heavy mm. in supporting our military veterans, which we as a podcast definitely support, and we thank all of you that are veterans for your service. Mm-hmm. Agreed? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. my response on the show was like, I just I didn't necessarily like naysay what James was saying. I didn't necessarily directly agree with what he was saying, but by not disagreeing, maybe you could take that as an agreement. I just was kind of going along with it because I honestly, before Sean's email, did not know a whole lot about rucking, but it sounds like they do a lot of good for a lot of people and we definitely would not want to put down any event mm. or organization that that does that. So um, on behalf of our podcast, I apologize to anybody who's offended by the rucking comments from the last episode. Mm. There you go. I mean, leave it to you to press buttons you don't need to press. Yeah. You know? I mean, obviously this is an area where we are not familiar. So... Uh, I think it's good that, I mean, it's, maybe it's good that you, I don't know if this sounds weird to say, but maybe it's good that you kind of pushed the button and offended him because then it, it, it really opened up the door to teach us, especially you, about <laughs> especially what you. this you does beneficial. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, gosh. but like I'm, because, but listen, because of your ignorant comments and offensive <laughs> remarks to James and Sean, sorry, sorry guys for Carl. Sorry guys. You're so out of line This right is now. what I deal with regularly. This is what I deal with regularly. His inappropriate comments inappropriate. on my life. Anyway, but but because because you did that, now it's like uh, I I'm actually learning about this whole rucking thing and how like how cool yeah. that is because you're you're getting people outside, you're getting people active, you're doing it for a good cause, and you're raising money. Like I mean, I don't. I mean, initially I might hear that and be like rucking yeah. what, but like. It makes sense. That's cool. I think yeah. that's really cool. So now it's Sean's turn to like um, not listen to our show anymore because anybody that gives us feedback that's negative tends to not listen to our show. Um, remember that? Remember Linda? How she called us out for interrupting Stephen from My Life Outdoors? Oh. And you're oh, like, Linda. give us a shout out so we know you're still listening. Yeah, she hasn't done that just FYI. You know what? Shame, shame on you, okay. Carl. Just shame you know, you're on just me. Offending everybody. Okay. I, I put a black shame. mark on our podcast. Shame. Episode. 
I actually have a lot more to say about Shame. this, but we're right at the end. This is a long episode. We're right I'm at the sure end. So we'll, we'll probably circle back, and Derek and I will talk about this again because, uh, but okay. Sean, we appreciate the uh, professionalism yeah. of your email. Uh, couple, thank you, Sean. Thank you, Sean. A couple other tidbits. We have a thank new you. Patreon supporter, yes. Dana from ah. Alberta, where we just were recently backpacking. She went on a backpacking Dana. trip recently. I think it was her first trip, and she went into the deep snow and barely survived. Ooh. So, what the heck? Yeah. Death march right away. Let's go, Dana. Yeah, it was just, I don't know if it was Let's a death go. march. It was just like a death-defying trip. So, Dana, thank you so much for uh, supporting us. We've got crazy number of bonus episodes. We have ad-free episodes. we got Patreon trips. We, we feel like it's worth it, but thank you so much. Yeah. We don't get a lot of Patreon supporters, so we really, really value you. And impressed with your trip. She sent us some pictures, and I'll, I'll pass this along, Derek. That's cool. Finally, right we got a new review, man. Let's hear it. We got a new review. Let's do it. Let's hear it. The Burns mom. The Burns mom. Yeah, but the Burns mom. She gives right. five stars. Thank you. She, she said fun talk, so it's positive. Uh, this is okay. about the uh, mistakes that people make. It's a good general information, easy to listen to, but just a suggestion on the Eight Mistakes podcast and first aid kits. Remember that one. No need for hydrogen peroxide. Soap and water oh, is best for cleaning wounds, as I said, literally in the show. Mm-hmm. And you're like, how about some hydroperoxo? How about some hydroperoxo? I just love hydroperoxo. And you know what it comes yeah. in those little like one ounce bottles, you know? I mean, yeah. Look, okay. we, look, listen, what was her name? The Burns Mom. In. The Burns Mom. Burns Mom. Listen, I don't mm-hmm. know if your name's Linda, Karen, whatever. doesn't matter. <laughs> wow. Burns Mom. We wow. have... Okay, don't be offended by what Derek's about to say. Don't be offended. Go ahead. <sighs> this is... Wow. I don't even know how to... You're like a child. Do you still believe in Santa Claus? Like, what's the deal? We already offended somebody this episode. We got we to gotta stay clean for one episode in a row. You are on a... You are on a roll. Okay. Listen, Burns Mom, uh, all due respect, uh, soap and water is great. However, we have people on our trip that use soap to clean water filters. So it's, it's kind of scary for me to bring soap on okay. the trip knowing... That they might, you know, and um, it's just, you know, I'm trying to All think right. ahead. So, but I, I hear you. I hear you. Soap good. is good as yeah. well. Soap and water, sufficient as we talked about. Hydrogen peroxide, I think, gets rid of some of the good bacteria along with the bad. That's the issue. So, you know what, though? But but it's called, when you take note, I hope you're writing this down, it's called respecting her opinion as mm. well. And then sharing mine. And, and I'm okay. open to both. You know okay. I mean? So you're so, very open minded and you didn't I'm not offend. just going to hate. I'm not just going to hate on it. Okay. I'm just going to hate. I'm, I'm hoping to offend you as much as possible. Success. Yes, that is true. Success. Okay. Burns mom. No, I, I appreciate it, but <laughs> you're you know, still we going. Have, we have, <laughs> keep talking. We got some, <laughs> keep going. we got some characters in our group. Burns mom. I, there's one <laughs> right over here. Right She's not talking about that here. at all. It's unrelated. Oh my goodness. You are so oh, soap, soap clogs, filters. That's all For I'm me, saying. that's all I got. You can keep Derek, keep listening to Derek talk about soap and filters. Keep going, Derek. That's all I got too, guys. We'll see you next time on the BNB. Check out backpackingblisterspodcast.com on all the social media handles. Remember, Carl is not only the horsefly bite on your leg, he's the horsefly bite on my life. We will see you next time. Put soap in the pack. Get your hand off get, the microphone, please. Put soap in the it's pack. So many crazy hands. Put soap in the pack and get rid of the hydroperoxone. We're on a trip, and uh, I was rucking, and uh, I had, a, had an 80-pound pack. It was full. I said, Carl, I am doing this to support people. And he looked at me, and he said, you know what, Derek?
how can you carry 80 pounds? You can barely carry yourself along the trail. You're just pathetic. I said, you know what, Carl? Nay. I'm going to give you my pack, and I want to see if you can carry it down the trail. Big shot. Let's see if you can ruck it. And you know what? He didn't ruck it because he fell over, and he, he just sucked it. He was horrible, and he fell over. And that's this is what I do every day. I pick him up. I carry him. And it's like I'm rucking my own friend every day of my life. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6'8 Western. Oh, I'm the old there, baby, right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.